Yo, what is good, everybody? We are here in the house, man. It's your favorite guys up here. Sixers post game live. The Sixers take down the freaking Celtics, man. Not even just take them down. They absolutely demolish them, man. They put them in the dirt. 111.99. Game wasn't even that close, to be honest, but it always feels good kicking their behinds. DJ, what is good, my guy? Man, listen. There's two teams I hate in this world, the Dallas Cowboys and the Boston Celtics. And every and it does it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how I feel about the Sixers. It doesn't matter how I feel about anything. The Boston Celtics suck. They suck so bad. And I love every second of it. And even if I feel like we need a lot to contend for a championship, the fact that they're that much worse than us, oh, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> Welcome on in Sixers post game live, man. RB <laughs> and DJ Eastwood. Philly take with RB. Run it back, Philly. We're live on both channels. Wherever you're watching, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up, man. Hit the subscribe. We're going to uh, analyze this game, break it down. Even though there's not much to break down, we're going to do some trolling as well because, you know, the Celtics are absolutely terrible, like my man just said. <laughs> we may even take some caller reactions because I, I just sat back all night and I just had fun. The best part of the night to me DJ was watching Joel Embiid, even though he did not get the record tonight, finishes with 25, yeah. 13 and six. We'll talk about Doc Rivers and his decision to take him out there at the end. Um, but Joel Embiid ate Al Horford alive tonight. Like this man, Al Horford, like he, from the opening tip, he was getting booed. I mean, he's getting in little <laughs> scuffles with Joel. Everybody on his Celtics team, man, Josh Richardson, all these bums. And the Sixers, man, just absolutely put them to waste. The Celtics, I agree with you 100%. To me, they, it looks like they're they're headed towards a rebuild. That's how bad they looked. They ran their entire offense through two people, and it was yeah. hilarious to me. Yeah, and the Celtics being headed toward a rebuild couldn't be better possibly for the 76ers because we have a guy. Listen, I'm just saying, we have a guy. We have a 6'10 facilitator who plays good defense who's just sitting around not playing. You know what I mean? We have a guy. And that that team looks like they 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 have two all-star players and nothing else even on paper. Like they they shouldn't even list the other players outside of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Shouldn't even list them. Peyton Pritchard, are you kidding me? Who are these guys, bro? They've it, and it, it's funny to watch because it look it just looks like two guys at the park taking turns with the basketball. And there's no real scheme. There's no real like identity or idea of what's happening. They they have to break that up. They have to. Yeah. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever gone two quarters of basketball and literally not seen one other man on the floor touch the basketball. It was literally Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, back and forth. And if they pass it, they're passing it to each other. I'm watching uh Robert Williams, Al Horford. Richardson, Schroeder, they're all literally standing out there. It was two on five. Sixers absolutely dominated. Shout out to Oscar Lou becoming a member of DJ's channel. Much love to you. Um, Thank you. Jay Abs with the $4 donation. Thank you very much. What up, RB? We got a, a good dub today. I agree. This is a great W, especially the first of a back-to-back. -back. We got a tough one tomorrow against Miami. It's great for the Sixers to just come in here and, and just – absolutely put this team away it was not even close we came out on a 32 to 14 run to start the game I actually did a little trolling on Twitter because Al Horford's sister um, was just having her way 
just talking so much smack about this team. And meanwhile, the Celtics could not get anything going. And B was on it. Tyrese Maxey, a career or ties his career high five threes. How about Matisse Thibel tying his career high with five steals? Did end up taking a bit of a scary fall there. I was holding my breath. Um, you know, Schroeder got assessed a flagrant one. Probably should have been thrown out of the game. Um, Man, let's be serious. Because he did give him a little bit of a push. I agree. Um, but, yo, right out of the gate, like Matisse Thibel, and what did he have, eight points tonight? Yeah, eight points, three for six from the field, four rebounds and five steals. Like, if he can just contribute this way, I love what I'm seeing from Tees. But he had Tatum in jail early on. Yep. Yeah, he did. And, and uh, you know, no matter what I think about his, his three-point shot or what it looks like or the form or whatever, I kind of – I go back to like, I'm old, so I go back to like Sean Marion. The guy didn't have a good looking jumper at all, but he got to the point where he could consistently hit a corner three and he didn't have to be, you know, he, Sean Marion was, it's a good comparison, I think. He wasn't a player that anybody wanted to like dribble the basketball with three seconds left on the shot clock or anything, but he could, he was a hard defensive player and he would catch the ball in the corner and his shot was horrible, but he, he would make it because he put in enough time, I think. And I think Matisse Thibel can get to that point where, he puts in enough time, he can consistently, at a decent percentage, shoot that that corner three. And, I mean, that's what you ask from a 3 and D player. And that's that's literally what Danny Green is, right? A 3 and D player. But uh, So Matisse Thibel can, I, I really think he can uh, be a contributor if he can knock down that shot. And, and the ball don't lie. And right after that play where he landed on his back, he hit a corner three in front of the Celtics bench. Yeah. Or was it in front of the Sixers bench? I don't remember, but. It was in front of the Sixers. Yeah, and they and they erupted. Uh, but it was just perfect timing for him to hit that corner three after that fall. And uh, you know, this team's a roller coaster, man. They go up and down. We overreact. I overreact like hell every every single night. Uh, they're a great one night, they're terrible the next. Uh, but this game let me know how bad the Celtics really are. Because if 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 we're trying to climb up and say we need more. And the Celtics are that much worse than us makes me very happy. But the Dennis Schroeder thing, I don't care if it's a if it's a one index finger on the back. That's the most dangerous play in basketball. It is. There's no reason for you to touch a player when they have a wide open dunk and you're behind them. So it, even give him a little push on the lower back like that, that's dang. There's no reason for it. He shouldn't. It should. It should he should have been gone. Yeah, and it's crazy because Matisse Thibel ended up uh, going out. He didn't. He did not return. I have a feeling he won't play tomorrow. Maybe for a couple games. It was a scary fall when he first went down, and you just kind of saw the awkward, you know, fall. I I really thought, you know, he could have broken something. Like that's how bad it looks. Um, but Thibel, man, his impact early on in this game, um, and just everybody, you know, even Seth Curry had five threes tonight. Like the ball was moving well, and. You know, there's just games like this. Like you said, it's a roller coaster. Like we come out against a team and we look dry and, and you know, we look complacent. And then we come out tonight and I know the Celtics are really slow, similar to us, but everybody was moving around. Like it's there's just games where I feel like this team gets fired up and, you know, mm -hmm. you're going up against the Celtics, a bunch of your old teammates, right? Uh, Matisse John with Jay Rich, by the way, just as an aside, like Jay Rich coming up to Matisse, um, actually Jay Rich you know, uh, found him and, and then holding on to his shoulder, kind of by his neck as well. And Matisse, for once, like, I want to see more of that. Like, that was the first time I saw Matisse actually get fired up. Now, he ended up laughing 
because uh, Jay Rich was looking at him saying, yo, you're not that dude. Like, who the hell are you, Jay Rich? All right, you stink. And Matisse is out here just taking everything away from you. Um, but I, I like that energy, you know, and I thought Thibel, like, really provided that spark for the team early on. Yeah, I actually didn't get to watch the first quarter at all. Uh, and I posted on Twitter and said, and said what, what, what happened in the first quarter? They were up by 20 already. Uh, and one of the things somebody replied with was that uh, Jay Rich and Matisse almost got into it. So I didn't even really get a chance to look back at that. But I'm, I'm excited thinking about that because we all want that out of Matisse Thibel. Exactly. You know, and I'm, I'm sure Romp, is, Romp was standing on his couch like fist pumping or something. <laughs> he hates yeah. how much he smiles, how much he's just a nice guy. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, him, him getting a little bit of fire under him, a little bit of like aggressive oh, competitiveness. Great. Dude, yeah, it, was, it was great. It, it was Thibault John at Jay Rich, you know, telling him, like, get off me. And then you have Joel Embiid going up for, like, a little Euro layup. Al Horford holding on to him. I saw Embiid yeah. hit the first free throw, then walk up to Al and say something to him. Like, honestly, let's be, you know, Joel Embiid does not like Al Horford. I don't care what anybody says. On the court, <laughs> his main goal is to kill him every time. And it's great seeing from the days where, Al Horford actually had his number, and now Embiid just has his way with Al. You know, it's it's too easy. Way yeah, too and, easy. The, and the the little jump ball scuffle where Al did a little bit of a like pull <laughs> on his arm, and then Embiid like threw an elbow up, and he stood up and just gave him a stare down. Like I just love that so much that Joel just wants to he wants to own you physically, but he also like wants to let you know uh -huh. to your face, I'm yeah. way better than you. Yeah, he's it, it's unbelievable the run that he's on. And I want to talk more about him, but shout out to Seth with the $2 donation. Says, much love. What up, y'all? We will take JB, please, and thank you. Shout out to Aaron Cabbage with a $5 donation. Says, we won this game because Tobias took less shots than Maxi. Tobias, once again, 17 points on 15 shot attempts. But I, when I look at the distribution, you know, Tyrese Maxi had 16 shot attempts. Curry had 12. Like, I am fine with that. Now, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Tobias, again, like, he was just kind of out there doing, you know, going through the motions. And I'm not going to sit here and hate on Tobias after a big win, but it is concerning. And I do want to see, you know, like Aaron said, that kind of being deflected uh, amongst the rest of the team because it's just something. I don't know if it's the tendonitis or if it's just not his year. I don't know what it is, but he just doesn't have it right now. Yeah, he doesn't. And, uh, yeah, when he said that when they brought up the tendonitis thing, like, if that's a real thing, that would make sense because as much as I've hated on Tobias this year, it's really because he's not playing up to what he either can or, you know, so if he's injured, it makes sense. Uh, it's just weird that they didn't bring it. They, they never brought it up before. You know, he had like five bad games in a row, and then it's like, oh, he has tendonitis. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just think Tobias is what he is. You say it all the time. Um, and we hold him to that $180 million contract or whatever, we, we know he's not a max contract player. Exactly. So this is perfect. I mean, he, he's going to give you 17 no matter what. That's just what he is. Yep. And that's good. That's fine. That's good. Like, that's a good, you know, we'll take it. Uh, but you need that number two player. And that's the thing about this team. Like, Tyrese Maxey's 21 years old. He has games like this where you're like, oh, my God, we have a number two. And then he'll have a game where he, you know, has eight in the first and finishes with 10. And it's like, I don't know, but he's just so young. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, it, it is beautiful seeing Maxi though, come out and hit five threes. Like the fact that he's doing that in his second year is just, it, it's just magic, man. And, 
you know, Tobias had 17, nine and two. Like I can't be mad at that. It is, it was a bit inefficient. He went one for six from deep, which is not that good. Um, but I, I'm at least happy we got the win. Um, I want to ask you, and and I want to get everybody's thoughts and reactions on Doc Rivers pulling Joel Embiid out of the game with two and a half, three minutes to go, <laughs> five points away from from becoming the first guy in Sixers franchise history um, to have nine straight games with 30-plus. He's already tied Will and AI at eight. Um, yep. With about three minutes to go, Joel Embiid's walking over to the bench. I think Doc tried to pull him out. The crowd just erupts in booze. And as Drummond's walking to the scores table, Embiid turns around. He says, nah, nah, I'm not coming out. And then on the subsequent possession, Doc calls a timeout. Like, he literally had to take him out. What was your your main yeah. thoughts on that? It's a tough balance because if it wasn't a player that, and not so much this year, but if it wasn't a player that had so much of an injury history, it would have been easier for him to leave him out there. There's that fear in the back of your mind that the game's over, and then, you know, if he would even, like, go out there and land on somebody's foot and sprain an ankle, we'd be like, why was he out there? in a 21 point blowout with three minutes left. So doc had to like, you know, battle the crowd and like swallow his pride and be like, no, I can't do it. He has to come out. But at the same time, I was, I tweeted right, like right around that moment. And I was like, if Joel Embiid wants to stay in this game, Elton brand all the way to Josh Harris better. Just let him do what he wants. Okay. He just runs this franchise. He's the only reason any of this is relevant. And it, it was probably a tough decision for Doc because he, at the same time, you want to you want to reward him and let him have that that record. And when honestly, when we had both of our benches in and they made a little bit of a run and it was like an eleven point game, and I was secretly like, please let this go to overtime so Joe comes back in the game and gets five points. <laughs> but yeah. tough decision, I, I, but I think crazy. it's the right one. It's crazy because the the lead started to really collapse there with our third, you know, our second unit and their third unit. And I'm like, holy, you know, like he might actually have to come back in. But um, Drummond had a little nice, um, you know, lead all the way to the basket. But uh, you know, shout out to Jabs with the five dollar donation. Says yo, that Duncan beat almost made in the fourth quarter was about uh, to end Neesmith's career. Uh, he almost like uh, first off, shout out to Kate Scott. Like her calls tonight had me apps like I was in tears watching the game. She called um. Bergon Korkmaz, the Turkish delight. Um, <laughs> what did she say? Um, there was something else she said that really just had me rolling. But um, when Embiid almost went all the way and slammed on Neesmith, and she was like, there it goes. And you see the ball just like rocket above Launch. the camera. That man, like, I wish I was there for that. He almost ended that man's career. That, I'll give Neesmith credit, though, for trying to take that charge, which it did end up becoming a charge. Like that—that that took some balls to do that. I didn't even notice that dunk attempt was a was called a charge. They challenged it actually, and then it was uh, reversed and called a charge. Wow! Yeah. See, I was watching the game with no volume, so I was I was uh you know I didn't catch any Kate Scott's comments or anything like that. But uh, <laughs> just for a guy, I'm I know I say this every stream, every single video. I don't care. I'm gonna say it until this guy's career is over. A man. That's seven foot tall, 280 pounds should not be able to do this. He takes the ball, runs the full length of the court and tries to catch a body from the foul line. He's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, at the same time, that's one of those plays that I probably would rather Joel Embiid not attempt. You know what I mean? Cause that's those like he gets, he gets in his, 
he, we already know you're more dominant than everybody. We know you can do that. So he gets this, like, I'm going to do something just sports center, top 10, number one over. And we don't necessarily, I don't want you to risk your anything. You know what I mean? Okay. So just Joel, we love it. Don't do that. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, just a man, his size is not supposed to be able to do that. And yeah. if that dunk would have went through, they might've just rushed the floor and like ended the game. Yeah, he had like some really huge plays tonight. That would have really been like the icing on the cake. Um, shout out to Garrett with the five dollar donation. Says RB and DJ dynamic duo of Philly content right here. Love your stuff. Tease was a menace tonight. Jay Rich didn't want any of the smoke. Hope Tease is good now. Like I said, he did come out of the game, uh, did not return. So I'm, I'm my guess is that he'll probably be out a few games because he did take a hard fall. Oh, yeah, um, really hard. But yeah, shout out to you, Garrett. Tease. This was one of my favorite Tease games because he was. Like from the opening tip, you could tell uh, Jason Tatum was uncomfortable. He finished mm -hmm. seven for 17. Tease was all over him. I think he had like three steals early on. Um, there was just nothing they could do. And the Celtics already make lazy passes as it is. Like I really, I guess I didn't understand how bad that offense was. I knew it was bad, but like watching it a whole game, like I said, nobody else was involved. And Tease was just reading the passes from Jalen Brown to Jason Tatum. And he was just taking them away uh, like it was anything, really. He does. I under I underestimated a lot. I say a lot that, you know, a, a lockdown defender isn't that important because, you know, when we lost to the Hawks in the second round, it's like, who did they have on their team locking anybody down? And so when you think about a championship team and what you need, a lot of times I say, like, you don't need a lockdown defender. You need guys that can score. But Matisse Thibel is almost that good at defense that it's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, he has games where he doesn't give you anything offensively, but he's so ridiculous defensively that you live with it sometimes. And just his length, his instincts, and it's not just his physical abilities. He, like you said, he reads passing lanes. He's one step ahead. He knows what's coming. There was a steal that he had that wasn't even close. He literally was in front of the other, but was it in the, like the third quarter? Yeah. He yeah. saw that a mile away and was just standing there to catch the ball. It's just, yeah, his his defensive instincts are insane. Yeah. Uh, and he's 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 probably, I think he's probably the most fun defensive player I've ever seen. Like, I don't think I remember myself ever being really excited to watch somebody play defense in the NBA. He's just, he's fun to watch because yeah. he frustrates the other team so much. He just yeah. gets a fingertip on everything. It's it's insane, man. He had five steals and two blocks tonight, and like that's not even extraordinary for him. Like, which is it's just crazy. But um, you know, like like I said, he had eight points tonight. If he just keeps contributing, whether it's cutting to the basket, taking more shots, just trying to like you know build that up, I'm happy. At least he's taking the shots. Like he had three three point attempts tonight. I'm fine with that. Just keep on building yeah. on it, you know. But um, yeah, it was, it was really fun to watch. Shout out to Seth with the five dollar donation. Uh, still saw Maxi deferring a bias, needs three, find Joe or his own shot. What Dennis did to Tease is how I broke my wrist in high school. It was cheap. Yeah, he gave him a little push, but again, he definitely should have been thrown out. Just, you know, he kind of yeah. like, he he moved his, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Trajectory. He moved yeah. his trajectory a little bit, and we're, Any, I'm glad he yeah. escaped it, you know? Any push from behind when your feet are off the floor like that is not okay. Any push from behind. It should, it should be... It should literally be a rule in the NBA. Like, you can't take a guy's legs out from under them. doesn't matter. A little tiny push like that can just 
I mean, he landed flat on his back. That's just ridiculous for you to do that because the play's over. He beat you. Don't push him from behind. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. And and you know, oh, like the the refs are just bad in general. But I've come I've come to get used to that. So, um, it is what I don't it know is. How you review that and say flagrant? Well, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what a what a flagrant is anymore. I really don't. And then <laughs> even beat a tech later in the game. I didn't even know how he got the tech. Like, I, I just didn't understand. Um, you know, some of that, but shout out to Duncan with the $5 donation says, sounds like a Joe judge move. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, doc did it. We have a, a back to back. We're playing the heat tomorrow. That should be a real kind of like benchmark game. Um, but I'm happy with the win nonetheless, you know, uh, but yeah. let me ask you this. Um, so obviously this game was pretty much like a blowout. The, the Celtics are bad. Um, I gotta be honest with you, like from the first tip, I was watching this game and I was just imagining Jalen Brown on the Sixers. Like I'm seeing yep. Celtics fans talk about Jalen Brown. Like they're saying like his handle has disappeared. They're saying he doesn't look the same. I was watching mm -hmm. Jason Tatum closely. Not only was he taken out by Matisse Thybul, these dudes did not look interested at all. Like Ime mm -hmm. Yoka has no control over that team. Not that we care about the Celtics, but like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, like I've never seen a team just like, like they didn't even talk to each other on the floor. They were just doing their own thing. And I just thought it was funny. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like two players that have accepted the fact that this isn't going much farther. You know, they don't seem yeah. like they're interested in building anything. I think they kind of know. And yeah. like when your team's not good, you, you probably, you know, just naturally end up having that body language because you know, like, listen, I can do what I can do, but this ain't working out. So something's probably going to happen. And you can just, you could definitely tell both of them their body language. Jalen Brown's body language is like, I'm going to go out and try to score points, but this team sucks and I don't care. Like, that's literally what he looks like out there. Uh, and even De'Aaron Fox with the Kings, uh, his interview last night, there was quotes from his interview last night, sounds the same way. Like, when you're an all-star level player, yeah. but your team's going nowhere, and you know you are you might not be part of the future, they kind of seem like they lost, at least Jalen Brown looks like he lost interest in the Celtics. He's like, I'm going to go try to get 25, but I don't care what happens. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it weird like. because, like, you know, early on, like, their first couple years, these guys were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, mm -hmm. usually it takes time for that to kind of mesh, but they came into yeah. a great Celtics team, and they were the dudes. Like, they were right then and there. Then you had the whole, like, Kyrie thing, and then with Terry Rozier and all that. And now, you know, Brad Stevens becomes the GM, and now look at who their coach is, and it's like, look at the dudes they're surrounded by. Like, I don't see any way that the Celtics can really – confidently look look at those two and say all right this is what we're moving forward with and i, I just can't help but think jalen brown would be the perfect piece on this team oh my god he'd be absolutely perfect he's absolutely perfect six seven two forty combo guard shoots threes can can handle the ball can create his own shot can finish at the rim he's absolutely perfect he would be the most perfect piece to joel Embiid that I could probably think of in the NBA right now, especially at his age and his upside, even, you know, as good as he is right now, he still has that upside. Uh, I remember watching him in college and I knew he was going to be a high pick. I didn't know he was going to go number three overall. And I thought the Celtics were stupid for taking him that high. Cause he was still like a project. Like he had all the physical tools, but he's just put it together so much in the last couple of years. And 
honestly, if I was the Celtics, I'd probably choose Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Um, but I mean, I'll take either one. I just think the Celtics are in such a bad situation right now. They have to choose one. You have to, you got to sell high on one of them. Yeah, I agree. And it's crazy because I thought the same thing. And I, you know, I was on the Jalen Brown's a bus train after like two years. Um, and I, I, I can admit, like, I was wrong. I was a hundred percent wrong. Like that's what good development and having good coaches can do for a player. Like that guy became a, you know, a wing, like an all-star wing that can play at a high level. Like they showed at one point, the graphic of the averages for the month of January so far. And Joel Embiid was number three on the list with 30 points a game. I think it was 30.7. And Jalen Brown was fourth on the list with 29.7 or eight or whatever it was. And it's like Tatum doesn't even look the same to me anymore. He used to be the dude. And now it's like, you know, they, they just don't have chemistry or anything. And I think they got to break it up. Um, yeah. And yeah, the Sixers, like even without Tobias Harris, like going above and beyond or, or, you know, Seth Curry going above and beyond, like they had good games, but even with Joel Embiid, who was, you know, missed some shots tonight, like we still put a pounce on his team. Like they are, they're just not good at all. Yeah. I think like throughout the past couple of years, they had other good players around them. Even if it's somebody like Evan Fournier, you know, they had somebody that could do something. And now it's like, I mean, there's just, I mean, it's Peyton Pritchard and, and, and whoever else I just, they look defeated because there's nothing else around them that, that there's nobody else that's really going to step up in, in a, in a big situation or even in any situation. Um, and honestly, Brad Stevens Celtics were calling for his fi- The Celtics fans were calling for his firing yeah. when he was promoted to GM. And that resonates with me, like not to this extent exactly, but imagine if Brett Brown was not, <laughs> was not fired but was promoted to GM. Huh? Yeah. The fans, I mean, that might be, and he hasn't made any good moves since that. Yeah. He signed Al Horford and Josh Richardson. That's ridiculous. It's it's That's actually a really good point because, you know, the whole thing last year was like Brad Stevens lost the locker room. Brad Stevens lost the locker room. And in a way, it's almost like they, they still think about that. Like, oh, he's still here. He just got promoted. And it's like they have no energy. Like Ime Udoka... He used to be a Sixers assistant under Brett Brown. Let's be honest. I don't know what he's even out there doing. Like, I just, I, I don't know, man. And that's actually a really good point. Like, maybe they're just not over it. Maybe they're just going through the motions. Like, you know, we're heading yeah. in the wrong direction. And I don't, I don't want to waste my career here. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you need that. He needed to be fired. Like, I'm not saying Brad Stevens wasn't a good coach at one point. But, yeah, when it starts to go downhill, I mean, the yeah. Miami Dolphins just fired a coach that had them nine and eight. Like, I don't know if that's the right decision or not. I'm just using it as an, as an example that, like, when you feel the energy isn't where it needs to be, you need a big change. You don't yeah. promote the guy to GM. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your time Celtics comes, are down man. bad, and I love it. Yeah, your time comes, and I love it as well. The Celtics are really down bad. Aaron with the $5 donation says maybe Tease can play safety next to McLeod, or maybe even linebacker his length, speed, and height would give Brady fits. Matisse, like DJ said earlier, is one of the best defenders I've ever seen, like, and I'm not even saying like just as a you know a young player like he is one of the best. I just you know you guys can keep talking about two five and all that. I'm fine with Tease. Let him keep shooting, developing, and you know we'll we'll keep doing our thing. And Maxi again, his aggressiveness and um, I still thought he needed to be a little more aggressive. Like I, I thought Tobias had the ball a lot, but this team just has to keep growing. And like I keep telling y'all, man, like we are playing with a literal hole in the roster. And believe it or not. 
We've won eight out of the last nine games. I get it. We're not playing the best teams, this and that. But it's still hard to win eight out of nine games. And that's mainly with Joel Embiid going on for 30 a game. So imagine if he had another, you know, score next to him taking some of that pressure off him. Yeah, it's funny. The Celtics tried to do what what the Hornets did. They don't have the athleticism really to to do it uh, when they went zone defense, you know. And I I did think I do think it was a combination of the Celtics aren't as athletic as a team like the Hornets uh, that can that can do a zone defense like that and really take you out of your element. They tried it; it wasn't very effective. But also, I think the Sixers handled it better. So as much as I get on Doc Rivers because he just in post games after the Celt- after the Hornets game, he just sounds so like, eh, this isn't a big deal. And he might be right, kind of, sometimes. You know, like, it's an 82-game season. This was a terrible game. Like, I don't want to answer any more questions. I have a golf outing in the morning. That's what he comes off as to me, and I get mad about it. But the next day, it looks like they were more prepared to handle a zone defense, and they just looked crisper. They looked like they were moving the ball quicker. They looked like players were trying to penetrate the zone. Whereas in the Hornets game, we were standing around a lot and we were like, who's going to do it? And everybody's like, not me, pass the ball, pass the ball. It's like today I saw a lot more like aggressiveness and trying to penetrate the zone. So maybe they went into practice and said, listen, that zone that the Hornets ran against us took us out. We got to do this, this, and this, or every single team is going to do that. Yeah. So it looked like they had a little bit of a an adjustment from the game before, which is which is big for uh, you know my opinion on Doc Rivers, I guess. Yeah, I agree. And and I think like, you know, like this team can just come out and impose their will when they want to. And like you said, it's a long season. So sometimes it kind of gets like hidden in the fold. But like, you know, tonight, like they just came out. You knew the Sixers were going to win from the first quarter. Like they came out, they went on a 28 to four run. Like it was just too easy. And we just have to take care of business like this until whatever may happen happens. Um, But, it, it, you know, it's good to get a win like that. Uh, but shout out to everybody in the chat, man. 270 in here. We're on two different channels. Uh, Philly Take with RB, running back Philly. Give us some thoughts in the chat. We'll probably open up the lines here shortly. Um, if you want to take over like the phones and stuff, I'll put the number on the screen. Um, but yeah, keep giving us the thoughts, man. And again, if you're just coming in, Joel Embiid, five points short of the record. But look, eight straight games with 30 plus. That is That is a feature, man. And I mean, it's just, you know, it just goes to speak to his greatness. And I feel like every night he reminds me why he is that good. Like he, 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 somehow he blows my mind every single night and it's just so fun to watch. He is the MVP right now. He does. I gotta, I actually, I gotta let my dog out. I'll be back in two seconds. (laughs) BRB. Gotcha. But yeah, man. Let's see. Mark said Jalen Brown two for nine from the arc and five turnovers. He plays for himself, can't defend to save himself. I don't. I don't agree with that. I think he's kind of just bored, in my opinion. Um, I think I think Jalen Brown's just had enough of the Celtics, and he just he doesn't look the same, you know. And and he just, I mean, like I said, the entire offense ran through literally two players. That was Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and it was just too much for them. And you know, Tease was just. He was doing his thing early on, and they couldn't get anything going. Um, let me see if I can find that uh, that clip. Josh Richardson's down bad, though. Josh Richardson has no business. And I love that it was in Philadelphia, um, and the crowd was letting him hear it because all these, you know, has-beens for, you know, the Sixers on another team, like, they just, they're not good anymore, and we just have our way with it. 
Did I see the Instagram post and bead made? No, I did not. I'll definitely look at it. Um, can I live stream? Am I live streaming Heat and Sixers? I will be live streaming tomorrow, Heat and Sixers. Um, no doubt. No doubt. Let me look at uh, Joel and Bead's Instagram real quick. Let's see. I like that, man. I like that. <clears throat> so uh, sorry to leave you hanging. Like nah, that. You're good. Um, so Embiid put an Instagram post up 38 minutes ago, and he it was a picture of him and Tyrese Maxey, and he put uh, number zero, the franchise. I like it. Joel's been showing this kid love, man, and he just – I heard Maxey talking after the game, and he was just ecstatic, like, he, and he's funny, and he – you know, he comes up to the podium singing the song. Like, Maxie just embodies this city, man, and and I love him a lot. Yeah, I think Joel. Like, I think he's been so frustrated with the 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 his time in Philadelphia so far, as far as having another star player next to him. And I think he's when he sees somebody like Mate- or like uh, Tyrese step up. Uh, and have 23 points I think he just feels good about it like he feels like finally I have somebody that's doing something that's helping me out so he's he's invested in like you know continuing to build him up and and build his confidence and be that positive like you know uh uh mindset next to him I I just I think he loves having somebody that looks like they have the potential to be that like sidekick because that's what he's needed for for a long time now yeah, I agree. And it, it's, you know, like I said, I don't I don't feel like this team is far off. I feel like they have, you know, the players, like the role players, at least that can contribute 15, 20 a night. We really just need, you know, that second guy. Um, And I hope we get yeah. it. I really don't want to waste this season. I'm not with the crew that, you know, is, oh, let, let's wait this out until June, July. Like, do you see the way Embiid's playing right now? Like, you cannot let that go to waste again. And he's been nothing short of a class act about the whole situation. And I'm just tired of it, man. You can't waste the season. No, you can't. It's There's just no way. I can't see Daryl Morey doing it. I'm saying, like, I know that there was already a rumor today about, you know, the Kings, uh, the Sixers offered a package for De'Aaron Fox, right? Like, I'm telling you, as, as we get closer to this deadline, Daryl Morey's not an idiot. He wants what he wants, but at the same time, he knows what has to happen. I just think he does. He he sees yeah. Embiid the same way we see Embiid. He sees this team the way same way we see it, and he knows what he has to do. And he knows Ben Simmons' value is not what he tried to make it in the offseason or, or, you know, uh, asking for five first rounds and two pick swaps and all this. He knows that. Yeah. He knows that the potential for this team with Joel Embiid playing the way that he is, you need – I mean, I don't know if you need another superstar or not. He's so good yeah. that you might just need some more really good players around him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then again, like we have Maxi Curry; these guys can play. I, you know, we'll talk about the bench in a little bit because that was definitely interesting. I thought a couple guys had an off night. Shake Milton, by the way, Doc said doesn't know when he'll be back. So who knows? The gig might be up on Shake Milton. I think we also need to acquire a lethal score for the bench. Been saying this for months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was definitely uh interesting. And um, you know, I got the video pulled up here, so I'll pull it up. I don't know if you want to run the phones and, and get that set up and I'll pull up the video, but 
Yeah, we can do that. If you want to put the, you you have to put the number on the on the screen though. Gotcha. Yeah. What's what's the number? 717-297-6748. 297. What was the last four? 6748. 748. Got it. Yeah, guys. We'll take some calls. Give us some reactions on the game, thoughts on everything. By the way, that rumor uh that you were talking about, I don't know if you saw, but it was weird because you know, like the the classic NBA guys like Mark Stein, they were reporting that the Sixers inquired about uh, De'Aaron Fox, and then a bunch of Sixers reporters came out and negated it right away. Like an hour later, it was weird. They were like, no, that never happened. But then Kyle Newbeck came out and said, you know, even though we haven't had the interest there, there could be a potential three-team trade. I've been high on 2-5 to the Kings. You said a three-team trade the other day, right? Fox, 2-5, and Jalen Brown. Like, that's like a perfect trade idea it's perfect (laughs) it's perfect and when you think about like i said ben simmons is not playing in boston there's no way in hell the boston hates ben simmons maybe more than we do there's no way he's walking into that arena and you know and uh i just think for him to be able to go to a, a crap franchise like sacramento hey here you go you have a player whatever here's his intangibles he wants to play for a team that nobody watches because he can't handle the pressure yeah. It would be perfect. It would. Yeah, exactly. And the thing I don't get is, like, even if you hold him out to the offseason, like, his value is just going to keep going down. You know, he's not going to play. So, it's like, I don't see anybody exactly. biting on it for no reason. But before we take some calls, man, again, call into the show. The number's down below. Shout out to all 300 in here. Hit the like button wherever you guys are watching. Here's the video. Um, Jay Rich said to Matisse, you're not that guy. After he proceeded to give him a hard foul, let's watch, uh, let's watch this video. They'll probably show the replay, but um, it, it was nice seeing Tease get fired up for once. You know, can like, you hit full screen on there? It'll, it'll. Yeah, I just didn't want to get copyrighted, but <laughs> no, nah, Twitter usually doesn't. Uh, I haven't had any issues on Twitter as far as anything that's posted on there. So Tease, look at this steal. Give me that all the way. Jay Rich gonna foul him and hold on to him. He said, "Get off me, bro." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And, and and Jay Rich said, you're not that guy. Who the hell are you, bro? Look at this. He is that look, guy. Are you serious? Look, get off me, bro. And then he started smiling at him. It was great. It was great. Oh, that's he awesome. He was all over tonight, man. He was that's all great. over. That, that's great for Thibel, man. That's great for Thibel to have that just little bit of physicality, fiery, just, you know, that's that's professional sports, oh, man. man. That's 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 great for him. I love that. And and for Jay Rich to say you're not that guy. Jay Rich said that to him? Jay Rich, he was, he was mouthing it there. Like, here, I'll show you again. He was... um. Are you serious? Matisse Thibault's size and reach is ridiculous. Like, you, wouldn't want, you don't want to fight that guy. He just took it away from me, bro. Like, look at, look at him at the beginning here. Like, he's mouthing it to him. What's he mad about? He got plucked. <laughs> oh, yeah, then, he, then he tried to hold him. Like, come on, man. Maxie ran all the way down the floor to get Tease. I love that too. Oh like, yeah, I love it, dude. I I love it. But um, yeah, man. And then um, we we may as well just for the you know just because this is the best Sixers show there is on YouTube, man. Like we have Thanks. to we have to pull up Anna Horford's tweet real quick because <laughs> she. I mean, what a loser. <laughs> she was a uh, absolute where was, fraud. Where was this oh. at? I don't know who's a bigger fraud, Ben Simmons or Anna Horford. <laughs> here was the, here, this was the first tweet um, 
that she had. And, and we're just going to go through this quickly, just, just so we can get a good laugh before we get the phone calls in here. Um, but yeah, so Anna Horford, the first thing she said here, can you see that or no? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so she said, uh, the Sixers aren't beating the Celtics. The Celtics are beating the Celtics. And um, can you can you zoom in on your browser? That's what I do. I, I zoom in real. I zoom in, and then the tw- makes Twitter like almost full screen on here. Yeah, like in the top right. Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I do. Gotcha. So yeah, she said, uh, the Sixers aren't beating the Celtics. The Celtics are beating the Celtics. At this point, it was thirty-two to fourteen. Um, <laughs> there is you right there job <laughs> um but yeah and, and it just got worse as the game went on then there was this this clip where she said they were gonna ignore look at joel body al warford down there he just absolutely body connected with refs are gonna ignore these little bitch moves she said we're gonna be get off me <laughs> Well, first of all, it's not even a bitch. That's not even an illegal move. That's, I mean, if he wanted to box him out, they're not going to. I mean, if he would have flopped right there, they might have called it. But And now Horford didn't play defense. So, yeah. And then, yeah, you know, she just started to talk about a bunch of stuff. But I, I just thought that was funny. Like, you know, come it's on. Sad. It, it sucks because she lives for the interactions, and we know that, and we're, we interact anyway because she, she, she just <laughs> – Oh, you know what I mean? One of those trolls. You're like, if we would stop replying, she would have no platform, but we can't help it. We, oh, it's tough, man. It's tough. And she doesn't have a job. She doesn't. She, Al Horford pays her bills and she watches Celtics games and tweets about it. Like that's what she does. That's her entire existence. That's ridiculous. Crazy, man. But yeah, Joel just absolutely ate Al Horford alive tonight, man. It was just no doubt about it. Um, Really couldn't get anything going, but shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Let's uh let's open up the phone lines. Give us your thoughts on the game, you know, reactions, just something you like, didn't like, doesn't matter, man. Give us some thoughts. The uh the numbers down below. There we go. We got one. Seven one. We had a couple. We had a couple that I was ignoring. Six seven four eight. Let's go. Yo, what's up? Hello. Oh, they went away. There was somebody there. They're gone. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Had a couple callers that I was ignoring while we, were, while we were talking, but on to the show, man. Come on, give us some thoughts. Sixers post game live. We're up here doing our thing. Um, having some fun, man. Having some fun. Hawks choking. What who are the Hawks playing? Oh, here's it. We got a call. What's going on? Yeah. Hello. Hi. Uh, never mind. What's up, man? You're on the show. You're on the show, man. He said, "Never mind." He said, "Never mind," and hung up. What? <laughs> I, you know, we might have to shut down the phone lines, man. We may have to call it. It's <laughs> two in a row now. Yeah, we got, some, we got somebody. We got somebody. What's up, man? Eastwood RB FM Rose. What's going on, y'all? Oh, what's up, my man? How are you? What's up, Seth? I'm doing well, man. It was, you know, it was always good to see my Sixers beat up on the Celtics, and especially get the uh, Bully Horford and Jay Rich in the same game. So I'm happy. Absolutely. So I just had a couple things I wanted to talk about, man. Um, I see a lot of people in the chat hating on hating on uh, 
my man saying that he don't got no defense. He ain't that good of a score. And I just want to say, man, I don't know what these people are watching. It's one game. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Oh. This, this man is a two-way all-star. I don't I don't know what people aren't seeing here. And why people are saying that he's not a missing piece for this team. Because I really think he could be. Yeah, I, I think people just... <laughs> I think people just look for for things to say when they, you know, it being a Celtics player, maybe uh, somebody on Twitter a couple of weeks ago told me that he's told me that he's a shot hunter. I think he's or a, just. Or a, oh, oh, I don't know what happened. Is my man in a windstorm? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, I, I think. No, I, my, yeah, you're good now. I, I think Jalen Brown is honestly bored. Like, I've never seen a man just go out there and just take every possession and just, you know, doesn't even look at his teammates. He just has fun, really. And it's like he's at LA Fitness or something. But <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. That's really what it looks like, man. He's not doing anything. He's just like, all right, I got the ball. I'm going to try to score now. He doesn't care what's going on. But I think he's he's checked out of the Boston Celtics. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I think the whole franchise checked out, man. I mean... Yeah. I understand whatever Brad Stevens lost the locker room, but I think Brad Stevens is a good coach, man. I think, uh, you know, when guys just either you don't have the right team around certain guys or you don't have a center, which is pretty much what's going on with the Celtics, mm-hmm. I just think that, uh, you know, it's not really a team that's built right. And they're really going to go with nowhere until they have, you know, some type of down road game and not Al Horford and Josh Richardson. <laughs> Well, I mean, anytime you have a lineup and then you see what Al Horford did at power forward as a sixer, then you bring him in for to play power forward. You bring Josh Richardson in. Like, Brad Stevens is a good coach to me. I don't know what the heck he's thinking as a GM, though. Like, it just it doesn't make sense. And I, I don't know if he got sick of coaching or what, but he's just not that good, not that dude. And like you said, like, they haven't had a center in how long? Like, they need a center. And they just keep trading for more guards, so... Yeah, I mean, Daniel Daniel Tice was their only, like, not that he was good, but he was at least a body under the rim yeah. that would try, and they traded him. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I remember us sitting here at the trade deadline last year, and, and they were looking for a center, and they traded Daniel Tice and got Evan Fournier. And I think ever since then, Jalen Brown said, you know what? Screw this, man. I'm just going to do my thing, really. And, you know, you really can't even be mad at, at Jalen Brown or – or uh, what's his face, the other guy, because they know that they're not going nowhere. Bro. They know that they don't have the team to do anything, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, so, exactly. Why go out there and put your body on the line and kill yourself like a bee when you have no team that's going to help you go anywhere? Yep. All I know is if 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 if, if Jalen Brown ends up in Philly, I don't know what I'll do. I don't even know how Dude, I would handle that. I'll probably go give Maury a, a hug and a kiss if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't get close to him, but I, I might stand outside of his gated community and like throw a parade. Dude, I'm, I might go to romp route. I might buy one of his NFTs if he gets Jalen Brown here. <laughs> I'm buying a jersey. I'll tell you that. Hey, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. No problem, guys. Take it easy. Keep it up. Shout out to Seth, man. What a guy. Seth's the man. Always showing love. Always coming in. Giving great takes too. I'm glad we finally had a normal caller after the first one didn't answer, <laughs> and the second one said, "Never mind." Um, 
how's he on the line is like never mind and just <laughs> stop. just say what you want to say man yeah man <laughs> what's going on you're on the show hey it's shane i know it. it's shane I, I, I let's go shane <laughs> <laughs> Well, I enjoyed this win. I hate Boston. What's up, Shane? What's up? I missed your channel. Oh, thank you, man. I missed. I missed having. I missed having a channel. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I, I, I was, If I was there, I would have booed uh, Doc Rivers. He kind of <laughs> like you basically doing what the Giants did against the Eagles like two or three weeks ago. Oh yeah, pulling him out. Yeah. It's like just let him put the Eagles in, do what the Eagles did. Let the Volunteer Smith break the record, which they did, and then they pulled him out. So he breaks the record, just pull him right out. Yeah, yeah you're right. I don't think the Eagles rely solely on Devontae Smith, though. And if he had an injury history, if he was a quarterback that had an injury history and and they were up by three scores, they would have taken him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Just as a yeah, watch. I was just going to say uh, the the Heat actually did – they just played like a heck of a game and like it went down to the wire with the Hawks and, and the Heat had to grind one out. And we play them tomorrow in Miami. So, But they the Hawks did choke. The Hawks choked once again. So, you know, they might be making some phone calls soon. Yeah, the Hawks need to make some but, phone calls. But they, the Hawks are awful. They just got – I like to call the playoffs from last year as a choke jump by the Sixers and luck because the Hawks are just awful. Oh yeah, they they yeah that that was a journey run last year. There's no way they're replicating that, and um, that's why I get so mad when people ask me like, you know, oh we have the future and stuff. It's like that was the best opportunity for us to go all the way. Like with the way the season was going, the circumstances. Like look at who was playing like in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals. Like even guys were injured and were out for most of those games. That was literally our opportunity, and that's why I get mad about it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like everything seems like it happens for a reason. And the Ben Simmons in Philadelphia thing had to end. It was going downhill. It had to end. If if they yeah. would have pulled out the Hawks series and somehow, I still don't think they would have even won the next round. He was just yeah. so folding under pressure. Yeah, you're right. And and I hope something does happen. Like, for example, you know, with the Bucks and, and Giannis's whole thing, like, Hopefully that's like just part of the story because it, it's been a pretty damn crazy story, like for Joel Embiid. So, you know, the Hawks are also one of those. Hey, Shane, thanks you for the call, man. We appreciate you. I don't leave him hanging on the line while we're talking. The Hawks are also one of those teams that, like, when they when they beat us last year with guys like like who's the redheaded dude that was hitting all the threes. Yeah, like guys like that, like you know that's not realistic. Like guys that are playing completely a level above what they actually are, you're like, there's no way. And then they they get beat in the second round. They came back down to earth really fast. So it's like now they're way back down to earth, and Atlanta fans were all over our Twitters, our YouTube channels, in the comments, whatever, acting like they were the greatest thing on the planet. Like, come on, man. It was Kevin Herter. And John Collins, yeah. the guy averaged 12 points per game. Yeah. Well, well, that's that's kind of what I mean, because, you know, if you remember when we started the playoffs, like the best thing in the world, we were like, oh, my gosh, like the road to the Eastern Conference finals is the easiest 
thing I've ever seen. We had the Wizards and the Hawks. Yeah. And we were like, this is our chance. And, you know, if you look at every other team, for example, the Bucks, like I remember Giannis missed one of the games in the conference finals. I think Middleton did. Like our team was pretty much healthy outside of Danny Green. And even with our inconsistent bench, like, you know, Shake Milton was stepping up some games. We literally had a chance. Like, I think last year was our best shot, and I don't want to see it trend in the other direction, you know? For a long time, we didn't have a point guard. Even the Jimmy Butler team, we didn't have a point guard. Yeah, we could have beat that. We we could have beat the Raptors if they didn't have a quadruple bounce or whatever, but I just think the truth always comes to light. When you play the game without a point guard, eventually the deficiencies are going to show. And in the Raptors series with Brett Brown coaching, it ended up being J.J. Redick dribble handoffs into eternity until nothing like it's not going to work forever. And then the Hawks series is the same thing. Like we have to figure out who else is going to handle the ball because Ben Simmons couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He had to cross half court, hand it to someone else. And then you're playing, you're running, you're running Seth Curry as your main ball handler or whoever else. And it's just, you kind of know in the back of your mind, this isn't right. It doesn't look like something that's going to be sustainable. And I don't know if Maxie's the guy this year as young as he is, but it's nice to watch at least a half-court ball handler control the game yeah. that can do something. Yeah, it, it, Simmons was non-existent, and it's crazy because Maxie, with, with that spark he provided in Game 6, like if he plays more in Game 7, we probably win that game. Um, and I actually listened to George Niang uh, on his podcast talk with Maxie like a week or two ago, and I remember Maxie saying like Doc came up to him last year during his rookie year and he said to him, you're going to win us a playoff game this year. And that's exactly what Maxie did. Uh-huh. And he just doesn't play him in game seven. Like if Maxie was our point guard, we probably win. And it's just unfortunate, man. Yeah. And that'll always be one of Doc's deficiencies. His, his refusal to play a 20 year old player. Like it doesn't, I don't care how old somebody is. Like Luka Doncic was playing professional basketball at 16 years old in Europe against grown ass men. It doesn't matter. Uh, the kid Anthony Simons right now in Portland, he was playing like legitimate minutes at 19 years old mm-hmm. in NBA game. If somebody's good, put them on the floor, doc. They don't have to be 33 year old Danny green. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Not at the jazz, but the $2 donation says 14, 15 Hawks was the best Hawks squad. I remember that squad fondly with, uh, with Budenholzer. That was, that was a pretty interesting squad. Uh, Kyle Corver squad. Yeah. Exactly. I'm pretty sure um, Horford was on that squad. I know he was. Uh, he was. And uh, and Elton Brand was, right? No. Uh, who was the other power forward that was on that team? Uh, Paul Millsap. Yeah. Man, yeah, the, yeah, the glory was. days. All right, let's take another call. What's going on? You're on Run It Back Philly and RB with Philly. RB Philly take. Hello. Oh, man. Another one bites the dust. <clears throat> He's talking, but I can't hear him. Is your volume down? Yo. Hello? Oh, there you go. I'm sorry. No, you're good, man. So I'm actually tuning in from Hawaii. Um, I'm from South Jersey previously before, but I've been out here for the last couple of years. So uh, I just logged in on youtube and then saw you guys talking your show was dope man hey thanks appreciate that absolutely um i had a question for you guys man i've been uh watching this year 
uh, over the past couple couple weeks. And uh, how do you guys feel about Matisse in the starting lineup? Um, I'm kind of liking what I'm seeing um, defensively. I feel like offensively, uh, you know, he's definitely got some some work to do. Um, but in regards to just what he brings to the court, like, what's your guys' opinion? Yeah, you go first. I love it. I'm all for it because as of right now, I don't think we have um, really another viable option. I think Danny Green is at, you know, the last of his days. I mean, he, he gets injured every time he turns left or right, and, you know, he's just slow. Um, it's injured getting out of bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. – <laughs> Turn his back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think Tease is kind of building up some confidence here. And, you know, the only thing I don't like is when he goes 0 for 2 or 0 for 3. Like, I want to see him take more shots, but the defense is there. And if, you know, he can keep playing more minutes and build that confidence under him, I'm all for it. I agree. I, I like the little feistiness that he had tonight with Richardson. I don't know where Richardson was even opening his mouth like, you're not that guy. I don't even know what that was about. He, yeah. he hasn't done nothing. I can't even remember the last time. He's done anything really, you know, positive that I can think of. But I like the dog. I'm starting to see a little bit more. I mean, you've always seen the dog defensively. Um, I think with uh, Joel, uh, especially with, um, I'm so sorry, the point guard, uh, Maxi, like Embiid is taking that, hey, guys, shoot. Like, it doesn't matter if you make it or not. We need you to shoot. You have to be a threat and an option. Um, and I and I just I, I'm starting to see that dog from Matisse, and I think that that's something that this team needs that scrappy defensive. I'm really hoping that during this trade deadline they do not do as what typical history is with Philly and trade away the pieces that haven't even shown their maturity, um, you know, and their their ceiling yet. So I'm just hoping this they they stay with Matisse and we move forward with uh, you know that young core that we have. Yeah, I think that's like a. Catch twenty two, man. If it's the right player, you kind of Joel Embiid's about to turn twenty eight, and it's like you'd almost have to. Like it'd be nice to watch this kid at twenty one years old turn into something, but at the same time, if you want, if you want Tyrese Maxey and Ben Simmons for Jalen Brown, I don't know what else to say, man. Like I, you, 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 you want to build, you want to win a championship. It, it'd be tough. It'd be hard to see him go, but at the same time, like. I don't know. That's a tough decision. I'm glad I'm not That's an a NBA good GM. Point. I'm glad I'm not an NBA GM, honestly. I really am. Hey, I, I feel you know what I tell you right now, if if they're if they're offering Jalen Brown uh and we have to package in Matisse or Maxi, um, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you, I probably would be more prone to send Matisse than I would Maxi. I think Maxi has the ability to actually do something um quite special in Philly. I agree, and and I think Maury's on the same track because last year Maury could have pulled that trigger. He could have sent Maxi, got Kyle Lowry in here, and we could have pushed all the chips in. He didn't, so I yeah. think he kind of seems you know that same potential as we do. Um, hopefully he grows into it, you know. And I think it, yeah, talk, no, talking sure. about talking about Matisse, I think he has he has a level of athleticism that you that he doesn't show as much as he probably could because. He just doesn't have that offensive like IQ and know how to really get to the rim, but he's learning how to use yeah. his athleticism and what he has, like his cutting to the basket has improved. And it's like, that's, that's a thing that Joel Embiid needs too. Like when he's on the block, we need guys that can do what he does cutting to the basket. Like he is. So he's getting better at that even. And just, you know, yeah, going to the basket hard and, and cutting to the basket when, when Embiid has the ball is something that he can continue to improve on. And, 
he can learn how to finish over anybody because the kid, I mean, uh, I'm athletic. It's, it's, it's wild, man. He's athletic. It's just that even that one pass tonight when Embiid kind of, you know, dunked it over his shoulder and Matisse cut from the baseline, like, you know, or from the corner, like it is, man. He's, he's just showing during this, this starting time. I'm just noticing something a little bit different. And you do see that dog and you do see that offense um, on certain plays really materialize into something, you know, that, that special. But uh, Jalen Brown, sorry, Matisse, you got to go, my guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think. Well, I listen, I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely going to sus- uh, subscribe to you guys on YouTube, man. And I'll definitely, de- definitely be paying attention to you guys. And thank you for taking my call. You Thanks, guys have man. a blessed evening from the 808 State in Hawaii, bro. You as well, to Hawaii, man. Thank you, Absolutely man. Absolutely jealous. Great caller. Great caller. Um, Absolutely jealous of somebody that lives in Hawaii. I know, right? We got another caller. What's going on? Hello. Oh, he's gone. Who's next? What's going on? You're on the show. I know, right? We got another call. Hello? What is up? I got one solid question. I got one solid question. Who's this? I got one solid question. Are you guys into... No, I got one solid question. Are you guys into boys or girls? All right. Uh, Shout out to Seth with the $2 donation. Says, yo, you're on the show. Quote, oh, never mind. I'm dead. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That might be the greatest (laughs) calls ever without even meaning it. Like, oh, I... Oh, I called you. Oh, never mind. Oh, I waited in in line and to talk to you, and and then I just don't feel like talking about my thought anymore. Yeah, and then we get somebody on the line that says something just trolling. So you know, we might have to get we might have to get on. Uh, what's the channel called? He has a screening like program or something. Oh, uh, Nick's Nick's Fan TV. Yeah, we might have, we might need to get on his level, man. He has a screening process and everything. Like you that know. thing is expensive. I would love to do it, get, or at least. Um, take calls from a discord and, and have somebody uh screen the calls but you know yeah. if, if you're gonna call in like that like just don't even call in you know like don't be a weird but uh jay oh, sounded like a seven-year-old yeah he says watch elton brand make a stupid trade like how he always does elton brand ain't doing anything no nah, <laughs> he's not in charge he's there shining shoes man he's, he's there not in charge him. at all why like that i still don't understand why he's still here it's funny at the at the draft last year when we were streaming the draft, uh, Daryl Morey was doing his press conference and he s- <laughs> literally said, "I'm in charge." Like he literally said, "I'm I'm I'm the one that has to make the decision." I, he was talking like he's the only one in charge. Elton Brand wasn't even sitting next to him or anything. So what is Elton Brand? I don't. Daryl Morey's making all the decisions. Yeah, why is he? Elton our, Brand's getting a free check. Yeah, Elton Brand's our GM. And it's like, you know, they, they all, they both went out to lunch with Rich Paul the other day. I'm like, what did, what did Elton Brand even do? Did he pay the bill? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Rich Paul and, and, and Daryl Morey were like, yeah, you got this. Handed him <laughs> <Yeah>. the bill. <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> Adele was probably sitting there worth $700 billion. I just imagined uh, Rich Paul kind of like storming out of the meeting. He's like, you're not going to trade my client. And he just like slams down his cup and just walks out. And Daryl gets flustered and Elton's just there left paying the tab. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it might really but not exactly. But that might be something that, you know, 
we don't really think about the fact that these people have real interactions and real conversations. And uh, Rich Paul wants Ben Simmons out, and he tries to he tries to pressure people into doing it. And Daryl Morey's just not the guy. He's he's been like that since this thing went down in the beginning. He's like, I'm sorry, you met the wrong one. I'm not budging <laughs> unless mm-hmm. it's what I want. Exactly. There's a great comment in the chat. It says Celtics gave us Stiebel. I forget that sometimes. <laughs> and um, I forgot that too. I was I remember hating so much on draft night because I loved Carson Edwards. He torched my college team, took us right out of the tournament. I was like, this kid's going to be real good. And we traded uh, up, gave him Matisse, and got Carson Edwards. And man, has that looked like the first good trade between us two? Like, it was beautiful, man. Yeah, uh, thank you. Carson Edwards is awful. Yeah, where's that? Is he even in the NBA? I doubt it. He's probably in the G League. But it's terrible for him. Yeah, just not he good. Looked like, he looked like he could have been something. All right, we're gonna try to take another call. All right, let's see what we got now. What's going on? You're on the show. Terrible for him. Yeah, just not good. He looked like he could have been something. All right, we're gonna try to take another call. Turn Yo. your uh, your audio down in the background if you're on the line. He left. Great. This ain't, Make sure to turn your shows, audio down. Call-in show's not going too well today. Turn down your phone, uh, like your audio of the stream. He's off. It's somebody else. What's going on? You're on the show. It's me again. <laughs> all right. Uh, we, we, all right. We're, we're, we're done with the call-ins today. <laughs> <laughs> all we're getting is six-year-old trolls and people that, I don't know. Say never mind. Is what it is, man. You know, happens sometimes. I just mute them right away. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Damn, man. That sucks because now like I know what it is. There's there's some high school kids sitting around watching this damn show. <laughs> Or, or some middle school kids, and they think it's funny. And now, like, we, we can't have a call-in show because they're they're calling the line, like, a hundred times in a row because they think it's funny. You know what's um, crazy, though? I've been waiting for, like, not a troll, but a 2-5 stand to call in. I've never had one. I had one. Call in and give me some thoughts. Um, the only I guy had one was great. So I had one. It was great. Did you see the clip? Did you did, When he called in, I, I, I clipped it out and posted it on Instagram uh, because – he was trying to explain why Ben Simmons passed up that dunk. And I was like, oh, I got to hear this. And he, he led off with, he said, I played basketball in high school. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, my God. You, Oh, wow. You played basketball in high school, so you're going to explain to us why Ben Simmons passed up that dunk. And it was just, it was as ridiculous as I thought it was going to be. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I had someone yesterday tell me that, he, he he used to be a top 10 most dominant player in the league and went on to give me an explanation as to why. Like, it's just, I don't get how people still are defending it. Um, Just crazy, man. Riz says, if I call, can I actually ask a question? Well, that, yeah, that's the point, man. Like, call in, <laughs> give us some thoughts, man. Like, just we would love for you to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look into how to run a, a discord server because, you know, it, it would be better than just random callers because there's just too many trolls. Yeah, it's got to be a better way. Yeah, I agree. What's going on? You're on the show. (sighs) (laughs) What's going on? You're on the show. It's got to be 2-5 at this point. 
We have people in the chat who are actually trying to call in, but they can't get their calls in because. What's um, going on? You're on the show. Is your volume up? It's 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 too many calls at the same time, and then it and then it disconnects. There's so there's so many calls at the same time. There's so many calls at the same time. It's ridiculous. What's going on? You're on the show. What's going on, gentlemen? What's up? We got someone. Yes. Yeah. Fuck the trolls that are trying to ruin your uh, channel. <laughs> it is what it is. I, I guess that's a, we'll take it as a compliment. Uh, I guess we're getting the views and the exposure to to be able to have trolls, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I love both of your guys' content. Thank Subscriber you. to both channels. Thank you. <sighs> So uh, my question is, what do you guys think about how uh, Maxie's confidence is just blooming? It's uh, it, He makes me not miss Ben, but then it also makes me more excited about the potential of trading Ben. Because we didn't have this Maxie last year. Um, you know, we had spurs of it. But now that he's getting more consistent playing time, uh, he's just really taken off. And his three-point shot has been great the last uh month or so dj i was gonna let you answer first but um yeah i think maxi can be can be a stud and he just came back from covid and his first game he he came back he came out with a bang in the first quarter and, and fell off a little bit and that was that hornets game where they were running that zone and everybody was a little bit passive and stuff but i think man just the the stuff that you see from him in the offseason just that kid wants to be great, and it's it's just refreshing to have a player here that wants to be great, has the tools to be great, and is not going to be satisfied until he is great. Is not going to be just oh, I'm an NBA player, so I'm cool. You know, here's a picture of my Bentley. Here's my celebrity girlfriend. I'm fine. I don't need to be a great basketball player. He wants to be a great basketball player above everything else, and I think that's something that's just probably going to push him to do so. So. I love the kid. I just, uh, you know, and him being this young, no matter what happens with this team, it, it's nice to know that we're, we have a player that we're going to still be able to watch for a lot of years. If, if he's not part of a, like a blockbuster trade or anything, but yeah. I, I think him. his potential upside gives us the chance to, to where we don't need potentially a superstar back for, you know, Ben Simmons trade. I'm okay with getting some role players and getting some depth uh, depth for the bench and a little more, uh, you know, attitude and more aggressive, a little more physical players for the bench. And then, and then I think we could really make a run at it. I don't think anybody would want to play because nobody can stop Joel Embiid. Mm -hmm. They can't stop him in the regular season. They won't be able to stop him in the postseason. And I, I really think if we just had a, you know, our solid five that we have now, and or we might make a key addition, maybe add one starter. But really, get maybe one or two bench pieces uh, uh, after trading Ben. I think then we could make a real run at this. Our, our thing that hurt us last year is our bench was awful. It was atrocious. Yeah, I would have to second that as well. And, it, and it's crazy because when you think about you know Embiid, Maxi, and even when Tobias can give you fifteen, seventeen, or whatever, you add another guy and that can give us twenty at least. And I mean, you know, like you said, we get some role players. This team can be complete, man. And you know, I just think it's crazy in Tyrese's second year, he's now had multiple games with 
uh, five three-pointers, okay? Now, let's be honest. The, the biggest knock on him coming out of college was, oh, this guy can't shoot threes. He can't shoot threes. In his second year, by the way, didn't even play a lot in his first year. He's out here shooting five threes, okay? Look, take it how you want it, but there's another man who's Australian who hasn't shot in five years. Tyrese is shooting five threes a game. It, it's like it's really not rocket science, you know what I mean? Like DJ said, the kid I was in attendance. I was in attendance when Ben made his first live three-pointer, and I almost shit my pants. It was against the Knicks. <laughs> and it's like, holy crap, that actually happened? And, and then he figured maybe it'd be a little bit of a push of a domino and maybe he'd start to get it. But no, mm -hmm. it, it never clicked. It never clicked, and he's just a waste. I don't, I don't want him on his franchise. You know, I hope Daryl Morey does the right thing and trades him, even if we don't get the top-notch value. Let's just get some guys in here that want to compete. Yep. Yeah, and it was it was weird because when he hit that against the Knicks, it was such a normal thing. It was a corner, just catch it, square up, and shoot. And it looked so natural that we were like, oh, my God, finally he's going to start doing that. Like, you, he could do that three or four times a game, no problem. Because people leave you wide open. Just stand in the corner and shoot a damn three. It's not that hard to do. And then nothing for the rest of the season. He shot it like three times the whole year. I'll never understand. And I think all those times the shot clock was winding down. You yeah. never shoot it when there was like 10 seconds left on the shot clock. He, he has a serious confidence or whatever it is type of issue. Because even Tyrese Maxey's three-point um, you know, form looks 10 times better than last year. Like, But what did he do? He just got more confident. He kept shooting it. He kept trying. There was games where he went one for five. Then he comes back and he's just getting better. And it's like, you know, I mean, even to start the season, Maxie was shooting like 43% from deep. Like, it really does not take that much to just try. And like I said, you know, 2-5, he's never going to. He's just not going to, and it's not in his DNA. And, you know, he can't shoot free throws. That, that guy's a mess. We're not going to get a lot back for him, in my opinion. Not at that, not at that contract, nope. Yeah. All right, brother. Hey, thank you for the call. All right, man. Fuck the trolls. <laughs> Later. Shout yeah, out to uh, Matt. And I think also Joel Embiid is embracing this leadership role where he can talk to his teammates um, and pressure them to shoot, and he feels comfortable doing that. I did The whole Ben Simmons thing was just this, this celebrity, hyped-up basketball player that you're not allowed to say anything negative about. And I think Joel was like kind of part of the problem because he wasn't – he wasn't uh, arrogant enough to say something to him. It just would have been nice for him earlier on to just be like, yo, shoot the damn ball, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, yeah. And I, I say it all the time. If it was, if it was back in the day, it, it wouldn't have flown there. It was just, it's such a different era. Now these players make so much money. They're such a mega business. Yeah. It's different. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's basketball. And I don't care if you're worth, I don't care if you're about to have a Nike shoe contract and you're as hyped as LeBron James or whatever. Tell the dude what you want to tell him. Yeah, Shoot the I, ball, bro. I think Embiid really is growing in that category because, you know, lately he's been calling out Matisse, Maxi. He even said it yesterday. Like, you know, I feel like I am, I am, uh, you know, obligated now to kind of like hold us to a different standard. Like I have to be that leader and he's showing it on the floor and he's showing it off the floor. So he's just got to keep integrating this, man. You know, these dudes are playing hard for him. You know, every guy's pumped on the bench when they see Joel hit a little turnaround fade, you know, like everybody's excited. Um, and yeah, I, and he, I, might, he might, he might also feel like what he just went through in the past five years with the Ben Simmons situation. He might feel like I don't ever want that to happen again. My career 
it, you know, you only get this this one time. You know, an NBA career is so short. If you play till you're 35, you're you're lucky. Uh, so he might think I wasted all those years. I'm not wasting any more years. I'm to any guy that comes along and I think has potential. I'm telling him what I think he should do. Yeah, and, and he, I, I love it. He, he even went a further step and even defended two five amidst you know all the reporters like before the season started and. I think he just hit that point that when training camp came and when he tried to literally sabotage our practice, I think that was the, like, I'd never been so embarrassed, at, you know, since that day, like just feeling for like Embiid going through, trying to like will right. the team and, you know, you're making a fool of yourself. Like it's just unbelievable, but yeah, and then the players had to answer the players had to answer it, you know, for it in the press conferences and yeah. stuff. And it, it gets to the point where you're not going to, you're going to get to the point where you're not going to be professional anymore. And that's where mm -hmm. they asked Joel, and he literally said, man, I don't care about that man anymore. He does whatever he wants. He yep. was so over it. He didn't care anymore. And that was the, yep. to me, that was the nail in the coffin. This Ben Simmons thing is done. Mm -hmm. He's dis disrespected his teammates. They want, they're, they're like, we're out here working together, trying to build something and you're not here. And then you show up and do that. Yep. It's over. I mean, there's no way he's coming back to Philly. Yeah. Just keeps doing his thing. Shout out to Matt with the, uh, 3099 super chat appreciate it says keep up the good Sixers content loving it from all the way down under Sydney Australia shout out to Australia in the house man we appreciate it down under man probably started watching the NBA because of Ben Simmons and now yep yep <laughs> crazy man it, it really is is nuts how many Sixers fans are from Australia um yeah Jay as with the $5 donation says, if only there was a way we could have brought back Rob Covington. No, thank you for me. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. Listen, thanks. Thanks for supporting the channel, but oh God. Oh God. I was at a game. I, I was at a game. Uh, Sixers Cavs when LeBron played for the Cavs lower level. Uh, my girlfriend at the time bought them for my birthday. They were expensive tickets. I was so close to the court and Robert Covington was 0 for 9. <laughs> and I, I was yelling at him obnoxiously to the point where he, he turned and stared right at me and gave me this little <laughs> smirk and I'll never forget it. And I, I feel like I did my part in society. <laughs> oh God, that guy was awful. Good defender. But at the end of the day, I say this a lot too. a guy that comes up from the G league at the, like when he gets too much time, it's going to show why he wasn't drafted. It's going to show it's like a backup quarterback. It's like, it's like, San, it's like a Mark Sanchez. You can give him three games. He's if you give him four or five, he's going to show you why he's a backup quarterback. Yeah. Shout out to, I mean, shout out to Covey got his money. I'm happy for him, but you know, his career kind of a uh, spiraled down a little bit. He just, not really the same guy. Shout out to Manic with the $5 donation. Says, didn't even realize Maxie's hitting 38.4% from three. This man is actually understanding his role. Love from Melbourne. Shout out to another, uh, you know, Australian in the chat. But yeah, you know, just look at the the growth from last year to this year. And again, Maxie didn't even have a, uh, a training camp. He went from getting drafted a couple weeks later right into the NBA. Didn't get any practices. Didn't play. Mm -hmm. He was just thrown right into the fire. And he didn't even play last year that much and gets thrown into a playoff game and he's, he's yep. balling out. I mean, the kid has the intangible, so he does. It's a, yeah, it's all, it's all learning process. I mean, like in a perfect world, he would have been able to play on a, a, a contending team as a sixth man for a couple of years, you know, and be able to get, you know, learn the game that way. Uh, but he's handled it amazingly being thrown into fire. Like you said, uh, just, yeah. and again, like now he's, he's, 
still trying to find a balance between attacking and being a facilitator, but I think he's slowly starting to realize there's not much else in this team outside of me and Joel. Mm -hmm. So facilitator, facilitator, go score, bro. Like, don't give the ball to Tobias Harris. Just do your thing. Drop 25, help Joel. I don't know what else to say about him. I think I think I also think Maxi like the game comes so quick for him because he's so freaking fast. Like he's everywhere on the floor. Sometimes he has to literally get his feet under him and realize like, oh wow, like I'm able to stop on a dime and just, you know, get the best read. Uh-huh. Like he's just he's just so talented and at 21 years old, it's scary to really think like with his mindset, you know, like what he can do. Um Yeah. Yeah, he might not even realize his own abilities yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he might get so much better. Like Ali said on the broadcast tonight, he said, "Um, you know, how about the day when Maxi, when those three pointers are just becoming automatic?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you're right. Like that's actually going to be pretty scary if he can hit a step back off the dribble, you know, and, and knock down a three. And we know it's going in. That's a good call. That's a good call by Allah because uh, you're right. We, he still shoots it, and we still have this like surprised reaction. You know what I mean? Like, yes, oh my god." Yeah, imagine when that's a normal thing. Man. Crazy, man. Shout out to uh, Mullet with the super chat. Much love. Says the seven-year-old troll caller had more perseverance in driving his dialing thumb than Ben has in his entire being. Okinawa in the house. Thanks, fellas. Shout out to you. <laughs> Great comment. Shout out to you, man. Great I comment. love the name, too. That's a Phillies reference for those that don't watch baseball. Mullet petition for Alvarado. He, he cut off his mullet and stunk. Okay. never cut off a good mullet never i agree with the name never but yeah shout out to everybody in the chat man still 300 rocking i don't even know why you guys are rocking with us now i'm just kidding but um because we beat the celtics man the celtics suck the celtics i you know i tweeted this out i think it was one of my better tweets if you guys aren't following us on twitter by the way our handles are right below us so definitely do that but i said uh, the Boston Celtics seem like they're headed for a trust the process type of rebuild. <laughs> what do you think about that? They are, well, they're headed for a semi rebuild at least. The 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 thing that they have going for them obviously is they have two all star level players and all. I mean, at least they have the luxury of like worst case scenario we have to pick one of these guys and trade the other one. Uh, but unless they get something back for one of them that really like reconstructs the identity of the team. I don't know. Maybe they are, maybe they, you know, it's not going to be Ben Simmons. Uh, if you know what, uh, I, I haven't really thought about the Celtics and what players they could get back for one of those guys that would make the team, you know, avoid a big time rebuild. I heard, uh, I've been hearing like miles Turner to, to the Celtics Raptors. Like they need a center and yeah, they they've needed a center. They've needed a center for a long time. I, I don't know why they thought 49-year-old Al Horford was the answer. Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, well, how many years was it in between Al Horford playing for the Celtics and then, you know, coming to us and then going to OKC and then, like, he was already old Yeah, the last time he was on the Celtics. Yeah, I mean, I mean, their decisions haven't made any sense. Like, I... There was a report before the season that the Celtics literally were just trying to like go throughout this year and just have cap space for next year. I think that's really what they're doing. Like they signed Dennis Schroeder to a $5 million deal. Like they pick up Al Horford, Josh Richardson, just like scrapyard type of stuff. And I feel like they're really like, if they do keep Brown and Tatum, it's because they're going to go all in next year and try to get like a third guy. That's, that's the only thing I can think of. 
I mean, it has to be it. Uh, maybe draft their fall. Their, their their fall from grace. It just might be an epic collapse. Like when you look back at the Isaiah Thomas, and they refused to draft Marco Fultz, which turns out to be okay. Like nobody, but nobody knew Marco Fultz was going to forget how to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they trade the first round pick to us, and they draft Jason Tatum, and then Isaiah Thomas has a hip injury and isn't good anymore. And they trade him for Kyrie Irving. That turns into a disaster. It's like, but after the, after the Brooklyn nets gave them a million first round picks, they had, they had probably better assets set up than Sam Hinkie set up with the Sixers and they folded it all. And honestly, I'm not, I probably shouldn't be talking too much because we seem to like we folded all of ours too, but yeah, it's crazy. It, it's really crazy where both of us are at. Um, Before yeah, we get out of here, yeah. Let me ask you this, like, obviously, again, you know, Tobias tonight, 39 minutes, 17 points, 15 shot attempts, like, obviously, there's a lot of rumors going on, like, if you had to trade one of either Tobias or 2-5, like, who do you, who would you trade, and, like, are you, like, are you still willing to trade both of them, like, are you still on that train, like, let's just get rid of both and just get the best role players in here we can? Absolutely. I'm absolutely on that train because again, I, I wish this was like year four for Tyrese Maxey because we would be perfectly set up. You know, it's that, it's that like battle of like, is he ready to be a number two right now? And, you know, uh, but Tobias giving you 17 at that, at that amount of money, just, it is what it is. Uh, you can get 17 from a lot of players in the NBA on, on a, with a lot less, of a cap hit. Uh, and Ben Simmons is never going to play in Philadelphia again. He'll retire before he does. He's content with it. I, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm you have to trade Ben Simmons cause he's never coming back. So, but if you can get both, if you can get, if you can clear $350 million, cause yeah. it's a team like, that's what we're at right now. Yeah. Like deleting those contracts. We're as good as we are right now without that. Yeah. So it's almost like you have to, and not that there's a plan after that, but mm-hmm. what are we really getting? $350 million is getting us 17 points. Yeah, I agree. And shout out to Jabs with the $2 donation says Jason Tatum will end up in Phoenix in the future. I, I mean, if he leaves, you know, it'd be an interesting spot. No doubt. Um, I could see it happening. Um, but on, on the Tobias thing, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying my best here to like give him a shot you know, and see like if we were to trade for another score, like could he kind of, you know, take himself out of it a little bit, like not be enough, but we're not going to have enough time to really see, you know? And the only thing that I'm a little worried about is like the chemistry, you know, like if we bring two new guys in or three or four, whatever it would take, like, does that just take us out of contention this year? Like, is it just like this year? I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you would, I think you would just, build on it for the rest of this year, see what you can accomplish in the playoffs. And if it's some guys that you think are, could, could be contributors for the next couple of years, then, you know, you, you go through the playoffs and you move into the off season and you build on it. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's, when you think about making a big move at the trade deadline, I don't think you can make a big move and just boom, you're a championship team. Yeah. It's unfortunate, man. Yeah. Um, it really is. I, I like again. We we're both on the same page. Like I don't want to see Joel get wasted this year, but, but I'd rather go into an off season knowing like, hey, look, we got three or four guys. You yeah. know, 
not yeah. one guy and a bunch of question marks. Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to trade both of them. I'm worried that we're not going to trade either one. Um, <laughs> but they're they're I'll both up, very uh, hard. They're they're both hard contracts to move. You know, they are. You're trying to trade a, a Honda Civic for a Ferrari price. It is what it is. I'd rat. Uh, but I'd get. I'll give up a 2027 first round pick if you take Tobias' contract. <laughs> Oh man, I, these next couple of weeks. By the way, we will be probably like streaming a bunch together and like you know getting other people as well. Like, there's going to be some good streams the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, in facts. Opinion. Turn on your notifications. Hit the bell. Yeah, we still got 300 people in here. You guys are the best, man. Um, keep sharing it around on you know Twitter and all that. Like, we're out here just trying to bring the content, but we're gonna have some good things to talk about the next couple of weeks. But other than that, it was a great night. You know, take it day by day. We got the Heat tomorrow, who also went down to the wire. They came back against Atlanta. Um, so that'll be an interesting one tomorrow. But the Sixers defeat the Celtics 111-99. We've won eight out of our last nine games. We're 24 and 17. So yeah, it's, to me, it's like it's like even if the Eagles are disappointing, but we beat the Cowboys. You know, I'm I like it. Yeah. Even if the Sixers aren't where I want them to be. As far as the roster construction or who we need on this team, beating the Celtics makes me happy. Yeah. And it was a great night. And we'll move on to the next one tomorrow. Hopefully, we don't come out flatlined tomorrow. I hope, I really hope that doesn't happen, but we'll see, man. We'll see. But yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Shout out to all the callers as well, the non troll callers. You know, you guys were great. <laughs> um, and yeah, we'll be back on the next one. You guys have a beautiful night. Catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.